everyone to another splendid episode of the Never Games podcast. I am Trevor Kelly. I am the CFO and PR manager here and head of Central American Operations. Yeah, I'm sticking with it, Noel. Sticking with it. <laughs> From Alberta to Panama. <laughs> and my name is Noel McInnes, and I am captain of the Blue Team. Thank you once again for tuning in as we figure out how strong the SPF rating actually has to be to avoid those harmful rays known as podcasts. And Trevor, today, today is a very special day. It is. It's such a special day. It is our week two, game number two of the tournament known as, because I still haven't thought up of a better one, Lollapalooza, <laughs> where we try and find maybe our potential third co-host but for right now he will be our second third host of the day his name is tom o'brien tom welcome to the never games thank you for having me you can stop this contest right now and i declare myself a winner and gold medalist all right so Ooh. thank you very much for listening to the never games um it is now a dictator state run by tom uh this thanks tom be... <laughs> for allowing us onto your podcast yeah I'm so the... <laughs> happy to be here the the holy ruler tom o'brien I've planted my flag, and there's no arguing it. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom, how's your quarantine been, and what you been up to these past few days? Uh, my quarantine has been, I guess, ultimately pretty good in the fact that nothing in my life has changed. Uh, I'm <laughs> saying Shit, it. man. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I actually was really lucky uh, when quarantine started. I had just started two really big long-term projects. Uh, and I no longer have excuses to not work on them. Nice. <laughs> I'm currently working on a graphic novel about how to properly care for and maintain kitchen knives. Because, you know, that's a really thrilling part of my life. Uh, I'm also working on the illustrated version of a book that came out in April called Nina's Whisper. That is available without illustrations and PDF and print, and uh, next year the illustrated copy will come out. Oh, that's kick-ass. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Tom, also, you have a website, uh, right? You want to throw that out there? Yes. Or, wait, um, do you want to do um, plugs at the end, or do you want to do, like, both? It's it's my podcast. I'll plug it at the beginning and the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my website is tomobriancomics.com, uh, and I can be found on most social media platforms at Tom O'Brien Comics dope straight um, straightforward i love it uh trevor what comics have you been making this week Ooh, i have actually been doing a lot of artistic work um i i found a free image editing site and i've been trying to work on the uh the website for this podcast and for my studio and i've just been i won't say wasting all of my time but not using it smartly because I probably put a full 40 hours work week in for the first time in a long time, but all of it went towards these things that are not that important. That's pretty much been my entire week. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, Noel, but in college, Trevor was <laughs> one class away from getting an art minor. It's true. Uh, and I really tried to convince him to do it, and he decided that one more class was too many, and instead he wanted to take walking. Oh my god, see, and that is why he ended up with a communications major in no minor. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> I love telling that story about how I took I took walking, I took golf, I took basketball, and I took one class that was just called games. I usually took <laughs> <laughs> I usually leave out the fact that I turned down an art minor to do this. But thanks, Tom. <laughs> And in case you don't edit this out, uh, now the entire internet knows. Uh, yeah, um, no, there's no way we're, we're editing that up. That is really cool. <laughs> so all of my artwork styles are not through my education. So I didn't waste degrees, except I just never graduated. But I've been still making um, band t-shirts through Amazon. So I've got a good cache of that, except the printing services has been closed um since all this happened so i have yeah. many t band t-shirts that i hope to make for myself and just for myself and then is this a plug are you trying to get people to go are you no no no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not uh, selling them people are just freely giving you money and then as a thank you gift they get a band t-shirt yeah it's a, it's more of a don't it, it is a donation yes <laughs> in so there was this thing i can't remember where I heard this, but there was some like county somewhere that had legalized smoking marijuana, but hadn't legalized selling it. So to get around that, what headshots were doing was they would sell you something meaningless. And as a thank you gift for shopping with them, they would give you a baggie of weed. Yeah. Like a lighter or a book of matches. I heard somebody like... was selling proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> They'd go up and whisper like a fortune cookie to you for 60 bucks and then as a thank you they'd give you a nice little baggie now i know that skirting around weed buying and essentially you are buying weed but something sticks me when it's 60 bucks for a fortune cookie <laughs> like i know i know you're getting weed but oh, right man how is that going to appear on your credit card statement <laughs> one <Yeah>. fortune cookie <laughs> who's paying for potentially illegal weed with their credit card? fully legal time like... that's the deal Oh, no. In Massachusetts, it's cash only. Oh, really? In case store owners have to book it. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because I pay my street dealer through Square or Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Square and Cash App. Um, buy your drugs with it. Um, shall we play a game, you guys? Yeah, let's jump the in. game sounds nice. All right. Um, Trevor, since you had basically a quarter of a game last week, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, I've got... I've got five rounds of a game. Cool. Because last week you were like, hey, this is the joke section, but I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really half-assed it last week. Um, yeah, actually, no. Well, to be fair, so did I. I was just reading a Wikipedia page um, <laughs> to see if I could do less work. Episode one. How can it go I, downhill from there? <laughs> I'll have you guys know, I had three fully prepared games and I had to narrow it down to one for you. So. Wow. Jeez. Oh, so, yes. Trevor, what you got? Uh, so, the name of my game... Oh, shoot, I had one. Uh, it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Trevor turning in a term paper. He's like, oh, here's the term paper. It's right here in my backpack. Now, where is it? I swear it's in here. And then he does the Mission Impossible thing where he actually has like a laser jet printer in his backpack. And it's just printing it out as he, as he grabs it. <laughs> um... And that's been this week's episode on the Never Games, the Tom O'Brien podcast featuring Trevor and Noel. 
Um, <laughs> may the Holy Emperor Tom protect us in service <laughs> throughout all of time. So the name of this game is No Bell or Yes Bone. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> I'm gonna give you so three s- names. Two of those names are of Nobel Prize winners, and the third one is a porn star. And I want to see if you guys oh. can pick out the Nobel Prize winners and the porn star. I'm gonna do really, really well at this, and I'm not gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'm gonna do really, really well at this, and I will tell you why. Here's why: I do watch a lot of porn. <laughs> Oh, I just like a lot of Nobel Prize winners. Oh, so we're going to do... We're each going to get half of them, but the opposite half. (laughs) I should have expected that your knowledges would have meshed up perfectly for this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Round one. We've got... Okay, the three names are Jim Pebbles, Justin Magnum, or John B. Goodenough. Oh, man. Maybe I haven't watched (laughs) Well... It's because they're all guy names. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that, what was it, Justin Magnum? Yeah. That's that's the porn star. Noel, what's your guess? So you're saying all three of these are actual people? Yes. That's nuts. Only one of them has done porn. That you know of. Yeah. No, I looked it up. I wanted to make sure that my facts were straight on this. And Nobel Prize fact, winner and famous porn star, yeah. David Pebbles. Fun fact, there is crossover with Marie Curie. Did Marie Curie win the Nobel Prize? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for uh, chemistry in, like, the 20s. I thought that she predated it by, like, five years. Oh, did she get, like, a posthumous sort of thing? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, everything <laughs> she did was posthumous. Well, I mean, she did things <laughs> humusly. <laughs> she she did Marie things... Curie famously a zombie throughout her entire scientific <laughs> career. Did everything posthumously. <laughs> um, tre- tre- Trevor, what were those? What were those assholes' names again? Uh, <laughs> the names are Jim Pebbles, Justin Magnum, and John B. Goodenough. What's the B stand for? B. It's like B Arthur. It's just B. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep this thing going, I have no idea. They're all fucking ridiculous. I will go with, uh, was it Jim Pebbles? Jim Pebbles. And I have Jason Magnum. The winner of this round is Tom. Justin Magnum is the porn star. Jim Pebbles, 2019 Nobel Prize in Physics, and John B. 2019? 2019 for Chemistry. Was Jim Pebbles the guy who had to split his Nobel Prize? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're leaning towards educational. And that's, a, <laughs> that's a big red flag. All right, round two. The names are Greg Simenza, Eric Everhard, and Peter Diamond. It's 100% Everhard. Yeah, it's got to be Everhard, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's Everhard. I, <laughs> like, I if you're gonna run Everhard, this game, like you gotta do it. Name. There's people with those names. But that's the whole point of a porn name. Is like it could be real, but it's not. It's a joke about boners. <laughs> there's there's one guy's name who I've seen a lot. His name is 
Kyle Balls. And I was like, yo, man, <laughs> how, how many were in the maybe category? <laughs> like, what beat out that? Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's move right on to uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. round number three. It's two to one for Tom right now. The names are Michael Creamer, Kip Thorne, and Chris Strokes. Oh. We're going to go with Creamer. Now, I think Trevor's mispronouncing it, and I think it's actually Kramer. That's a distinct possibility. So I think that's an actual not-porn name. Um, what were the other ones? The other two were Kip Thorne and Chris Strokes. Chris Strokes. No, 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 no. That seems really obvious to me. Kip Thorne. Who the fuck's named Kip? British guys who are good at science. <laughs> like I said before, I or I didn't say before, but I did go to college and drop out as a scientist. And I still, I'm getting So you're almost qualified. Here. <laughs> I, I am almost a scientist. I'm going to put that on your about me for the podcast. Almost a almost scientist. A sci- also your headstone. <laughs> almost a scientist. Majored in science. Minored in scientists. Um, didn't complete either of them. <laughs> All right, what's the answer? Well, for this round, you're both wrong. It is Chris Strokes. Oh, that just seems so obvious. Yeah. For Michael Creamer, I looked up the pronunciations for all these. I'm pretty sure oh, I did for this okay. one. <laughs> I looked them up for all of them, but maybe not yeah, this one. I'm, I don't remember. <laughs> this was the one that started it all, but like it was more of a, I'll do it next time. I'll just send an apology to Michael Creamer if... You have won a Nobel Prize, and for Michael Creamer, congratulations on your Nobel Prize. Yeah, because they're all future friends of the show. Future Every friends single of the show, Nobel, yeah. Nobel laureate out there. We've got some Nobel laureates coming on next week. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for for the zombie of Mary Curie. <laughs> all right, round number four. It's still two to one for Tom. The names are Esperanza Gomez. Nadia Holy Murad hell. and two you you. I believe Nadia Narad uh, is the first woman you've mentioned, and that's not fair. I do want to make an amendment to Tom's last comment. Nadia Murad was the second woman he named, and Esperanza Gomez was the first one. <laughs> not half a second earlier. <laughs> well, <laughs> I rescind my complaint then, apparently. <laughs> um, Nadia Mar- I'm going to go with, yeah, Nadia Narad is what I'm going to yeah, go with. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. And you're both wrong again. Nadia won in 2018 the Nobel Peace Prize. The sex worker is Esperanza Gomez. Ah. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check that. And... <laughs> fact checking for later <laughs> reference. Fact, fact checking. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Trevor, remind me, when I win this game, which NPR personality is going to leave the voicemail on my phone? Actually, (laughs) since we're only on our um, second episode, we're still on the B-lister, so it's only going to be Corva Coleman. Now, um, (laughs) later on, we will get the likes of Bill Curtis and even, again, a posthumous visit from the late, great Carl Castle. (laughs) <laughs> but next week we are we are getting Mo Rocca and the week after that is Paula, Paula Poundstone oh perfect yeah we've got one more round it is currently two to one Tom has the chance to finish over 50% Noel it's been a poor showing I expected better out of you I, I, 
I have a rare chance of finishing under 50%. <laughs> Last three names are Linda Buck, Kerry Cummings, and Tony Morrison. What? Tony Morrison? To- Tony Morrison? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Linda Cummings. Uh, you mix two of them up. It's Linda Buck and Kerry Cummings. I'm still going with Linda Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> they, they both dabbled. <laughs> the whatever the last name was that was Cummings, I've forgotten the names again. <laughs> it was alliterative, right? It was Carrie Cummings. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Carrie Cummings. You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go with Linda Buck. Wait, or Tony Morrison. <laughs> I, I no, Linda Buck. Linda Buck. Yeah. Tom wins again. It's Carrie Son Cummings. Son of a bitch. Jeez. Well, it's alliterative. Not yeah. only is it like a sex joke, but it's I, like... I know, but I just... I, I didn't want to keep picking all the ones that you were picking. <laughs> so, final score is a Tom with three and Noel with one. Wow. Noel, you were supposed to know the porn stars. You see, there are a couple of factors. Those were just generic, normal porn stars, but they weren't in my niche. They weren't in my wheelhouse. Yeah, you know what? Let's just stop right here before we start getting into yeah. Noel's wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm, I, I will definitely not describe that on our second episode because that's I want people to like me. <laughs> I mean, if you do describe it, a very specific subset of people will. They'll uh, like you a yeah, lot. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. On our 2,000th episode, I will tell you all of my porn niches. Nobody's asking for this. <laughs> It'll be my segment of the multimedia. Man. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of, are we, you want to, you want to, yeah, let's right jump now? right in. All right. This is the multimedia minute for anyone who is new to the show. Every week we talk about what we've been listening, watching, reading, or playing in the past few days. I'm still watching 30 Rock. Oh my god, dude. It's slow. What else besides 30 Rock? Because That's all I've really been watching. I've been listening to, uh, there's a rapper by the name of Brother Ali, who is a blind albino black Muslim. So he has a lot to work with, and he's, he's fucking incredible. All the Beauty in This Whole Life is the name of the album. And it's fucking incredible. It's obviously about, like, heavier things, just because that's who the guy is. But it's upbeat music. He's an incredible lyricist. Highly recommend. Five Trevor Stars. Tom, what what has been entertaining you? So, for Christmas, I got the... Well, Allison got... And we've been playing the remake of... Baldur's Gate, the old PC Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, oh, shit. It is great. The rule system is a little bit confusing when you first start because, for those of you who don't know, Baldur's Gate is based on AD&D, which had super confusing rules where a whole bunch of the numbers went backwards and some of them went forwards. But once you get a handle on that, it's a really fun game. Once you um, get a handle? That sounds like a big fucking handle, dude. <laughs> it, it kind of is. <laughs> it's like... So uh, a lot of our characters have like a minus two to hit right now, which uh, is really good. <laughs> now, as someone who is a D&D aficionado and has seen a bunch of shows themed around D&D, but never actually played it himself, I feel that a minus two hit ratio is not ideal. So 
again, because the system is really weird in AD&D, a minus two to hit is equivalent to a plus 22 to hit in modern oh. AD. <laughs> so I was wrong, but right in the same theme where that's a bonkers scale, dude. Yeah, so, and the reason it's that way is because it's what you need to roll to hit an AC of zero, which is the equivalent of an AC of 20 in modern D&D. <laughs> I love how you basically have to do basic algebra to do constantly. Any... <laughs> it's just a lot of like, oh, this is one better. That's a, that's enough. That's all we need to know. <laughs> like, you just have a cheat sheet of algorithms and formulas that you just all right. I have my handy graphing calculator that I bring to every D and D game. It is a TI eighty three plus. <laughs> I saw a picture the other day of somebody who found in the back of a closet their AD&D two-hit calculator that was one of those, like, you, you remember when you were a kid and you had, like, color wheels where you would, like, okay, the outside has all the colors and then there's an inside wheel that has all the colors and you match two colors up yeah. and it tells you what they are combined? It was that, but with a whole bunch of numbers on it. And it was like, okay, I'm going to twist these three wheels <laughs> to figure out if my... Minus two to hit hits your AC of negative six. Because <laughs> it's so confusing. But anyways, these games are great. Yeah, it sounds like it. They, uh, it's the enhanced edition that was remade in like 2010. And includes a whole bunch of extra content and classes and characters. And has a mini game that happens between one and two. So that they actually meet together really nicely. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. And then the other thing that I've been doing. And this is going to be wildly different is I just finished a D&D game. <laughs> Talk about D&D yeah, a little bit more. You're right, um, Tom, that is wild. That, that was, honestly, I think one of the best D&D campaigns I've ever played in. It was a, uh, took place in America in the 1990s, in which pretty much everyone in the country had been transformed into some type of uh, pop culture figure or cartoon <laughs> character. I played a Jedi and my partner Allison played a Dinobot Transformer, <laughs> and then my Jedi died, and so I played a Ninja yeah. Turtle. <laughs> and we fought sentient pizza. <laughs> this sounds amazing. It was great. The premise was based around the idea that, like, the people we've played with, we played a lot of D&D with, and the person who was running it, she was just like, I love fantasy, but I've played a million fantasy D&D games where it's like, yep, you have to go through the undead horde and then fight the dragon and get the golden <laughs> chainmail. We were like, let's do something different. So she ran this game and it was absolutely amazing. She, at the beginning, I was like, I rolled really good stats. I'm afraid that my character is going to be overpowered. And I was like, she was like, it won't be, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and she gave me all of these great abilities. I was like, I'm really worried that I'm going to be overpowered. And she finally said to me, she was like, listen, you're not going to be overpowered because unlike a normal D&D game, I can give people rocket launchers. And I was just like, oh, sh sh shit. I'm way underpowered. I don't know what I'm going to do. Was the premise you had these fictional characters that just randomly appeared in the mid-90s? Or was it like oh, a universe where fictional characters existed? No. So uh, my first character was a defense attorney <laughs> who was turned into a Jedi, but he had never seen Star Wars. Oh, uh, that's, and... that's amazing. Wait, but Star Wars existed in the universe? They the just had never did. gone and watched it? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it, it took place in 1999. I think he had probably seen the original trilogy, but he had turned into some character from like the trailer for Phantom Menace. <laughs> so, oh my god 
the movie itself, we debated this a lot. The movie itself hadn't come out yet, but trailers <laughs> for it had. And then um, Allison's character was a teenage girl who had been turned into a Dinobot from the Transformers cartoon in the late 80s. Our other friend, the first character he played was a sentient onion. <laughs> Not a pop culture character, just like a waiter who had woke up one day as an onion. <laughs> um, my character and the onion were both killed by Bomberman when he blew up a submarine with tank treads <laughs> that we were inside. So then I rolled up an engineer from outside of uh, Green Bay who was turned into a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and my friend rolled up an accountant who was turned into a 80s TV version of a rock star. Um, we just reskinned existing like D&D classes and yeah. stuff. So my first character as a Jedi was a, uh, a celestial warlock. And my second character was a monk turtle with a dip in rogue. Uh, turns out monk turtle, really great character. Huh. Most of that went completely over my head. I'll be honest. All of it went over my head. But <laughs> I am glad we are catering more towards this demographic. I feel like we've been talking about sports way too much and I don't like jocks. So this is a lot better. <laughs> Uh, what have I been doing? I wrote it down. What have you been doing, though? I'm glad you um, took notes. <laughs> so, speaking of sports, this is a crazy <laughs> thing. So, I've whenever I'm, like, really drunk and I'm playing um, NBA 2K20, I become an avid Brooklyn Nets fan. Um, so we all make so, bad choices when we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, so, so much so, I've woken up the past couple days with packages on my door from Drunk Noel, <laughs> and I order, <laughs> I order Brooklyn Nets merch. <laughs> so I have, I have a t a Brooklyn Nets T-shirt and a Brooklyn Nets uh, pair of shorts. <laughs> I don't know how much I I ordered. I'm pretty sure it's just those two, but I've stopped playing NBA 2K20 because of it, just to sort of curb my my habits. <laughs> That's been a very weird turn in my life. <laughs> I've also been playing more The Witcher still, but less. I'm kind of fading out of that. One big leak that I know I'm going to be doing, I think it's in two weeks, for anyone who owns an Xbox out there, No Man's Sky is going to be around, uh, available in um, the Game Pass. I, and I am personally someone who has been a super big fan of No Man's Sky until it bombed, and then I didn't buy it. Uh, the exact same thing happened to me. Yeah. I was so excited for that game, and I generally just don't buy games like the first week. And yeah. then everybody was like, oh, it's no good. Everything about it just dropped off a cliff, and I was like, oh periodically i'll be like oh right about that game exactly so i'm really looking forward to playing it free i hope it's good again because people say like the updates and upgrades are like making the game a lot better and a lot easier and a lot more fun to play but i like i said i've never played it i have no idea if that's true or not now i part of it, i think the problem with it was that it was in a way like an mmo uh, everything that you did affected the way other people played their game so a big part of it was like discovering planets mm, yeah and everybody played for the first week and so you would be like oh i found a new planet nope it's already named dick balls 22 uh <laughs> named that way by coochie master 12 <laughs> like i guess i gotta go find a different new planet to discover <laughs> oh my god now it could be wrong i could be confusing that game with a different game that, honestly like, had I, that hope, problem. I hope you're not <laughs> I think that would make the game so much more funny because you know once immediate space travel and all that in the future, when we're just putting our 30, 35 Toyota Camrys to Mars, 
you know there's going to be people out there that just find asteroids that are going to call it like Gooch Town 69 420 blaze it. <laughs> well, my question is, so when we get to the point where we've got, uh, you know, Star Trek technology and we can warp nine and everything, all those people who bought the names to stars already, are those going to count? It's like, okay, we've, we're, we've never visited the star system before. We think that there's an inhabitable planets that orbit around Karen, please come back to me. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> well, I think it's going to be the same thing on how, how we, we call Russia Russia, but the Russians don't call it Russia. Well, true. We, we, so, we'd probably so, respect the name that other planets right. give their stars. So, so you, know, you know, they could call it, yes, we live on the ninth planet of the Prometheoid system, but whatever you call it is fine, and then we look in the Name a Star database, and it's just called Jeremy. <laughs> Pretty sure we're not going to call it Jeremy. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm so glad we talked at length about that, because I only had this one other thing that I've been uh, saving for the multimedia minute. I burnt through in an afternoon again um, the entire first season of one of my favorite anthologies, um, Love, Death, and Robots. So for those of you that um, haven't seen it, it is 18 different short videos um, ranging from 6 to 17 minutes telling a unique story that any of it um, has to do with under the three themes of love, death, or robots. A A lot of death happens, but it's so entertaining. All of it is CGI, or not even CGI animated, just generally animated, except for one episode. And these have vastly different stories. Um, a couple of my favorite was when the U.S. started having werewolves in the army um, fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq. <laughs> Another quick, I think it's the shortest one, it's about five minutes long. Um, it's a story about how yogurt takes over Ohio. <laughs> And, and the only um, live action one is about how Topher Grace has a civilization in his freezer that he just moved into that apartment. Lots of varying degrees of humor or seriousness or anything like that. But 18 episodes, roughly 13 minutes on average. It, it'll take you a couple hours. If you need something good to look at, that's also a good story. Uh, check it out. Love, Death, and Robots. Netflix. That sounds great. It's, it's so great. Um, anything else or anyone else have anything to share? Oh, I had one more thing. Yeah. I guess it's two more. One, uh, we sat down to watch uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs the other day. Oh. Yeah. So it was yeah. pitched on Netflix as like sort of funny, weird uh, Western. And then we went into it, and about nine people got shot in the head in the first five minutes, and we were just not expecting like that much graphic gore. And like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a funny western, <laughs> but it was like <laughs> like what else are you expecting? I don't know. I don't know. It was it was a lot more than we were expecting. We ended up turning it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again at some point in the future. But we ended up going with um, Tom Cruise in. Um, Mission Impossible. No, the Mission Impossible Two. No, Mission Impossible Three. No, um, <laughs> Mission Impossible Four. No, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. No, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. No, Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, I think Rogue Nation was three. <laughs> nah, they weren't naming it yet. Mission Impossible. Uh, 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 I'm really high, and I gotta get them chips. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, of Mission the... Impossible. <laughs> yeah, I love that Mission Impossible. I tell you, the, Tom the Cruise, movie in he which he tries to convince exciting. you to be in Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is 
That is an impossible mission. <laughs> um, uh, Vanilla Sky? No, it's the one where there's like the, uh, the futuristic... War of the Worlds. War, War of the Worlds. Futuristic crime fighting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Minority Report. Yes. yes. Minority yeah, yeah, yeah. Report. Uh, yeah. yeah, we watched Minority Report. Oh my god, it was so good. I that's that's a good a, movie. I that is a modern love classic. Tom Cruise. I'm gonna I'm gonna come right out and say it. I think he's incredible. Um, if you take away the Scientology stuff, everything about him is incredible. There's that one little thing that's not that great. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, I thought you were talking about his height. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say, where do, Trevor? Where do you come in on the box debate? Uh, Noel, do you know about this? I. The, the box debate, whether Tom Cruise stands on boxes oh, he absolutely uh, in does. movies. That uh, he, no, anytime, anytime mean, he has a close-up, he's always, like, it's from waist up or whatever because he has to stand on a box to be the same height as his uh, co-stars. No, I don't think so, because did Gandalf the Grey have to stand on boxes around Elijah Wood? I feel like it's, we're at a point in time where other things can be done about that. Did I lose you guys? A little bit. You're really, you're really choppy. Oh fuck! All right, I'm gonna try and delete some Windows. Don't delete Windows. Your computer needs it to run. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a, I'm on a Mac. <laughs> I'm on a Mac, baby. Oh, maybe that's why. Oh, then, then you should 100% <laughs> delete Windows. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, I have a feeling he would stand on boxes more often in real life than he would in movies. <laughs> Like just ordering coffees brings a box no. around. So can... <laughs> I can't reach the counter. <laughs> Give me that bag of Arabica beans. I'll get on top of that. <laughs> Honestly, the most awkward transaction of that would be when he tries to buy the box to begin with. <laughs> hey, down here. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, I said before, uh, real quickly, I just think, you know, they were doing it in Lord of the Rings optical illusion things with height yeah. management yeah. and height. So I feel like if, if he's standing on a box, it's because he wants to stand on a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Trevor, I do agree with your point. On screen, at least, I haven't done much unforced research about him off screen, but he does seem like a very nice guy. Yeah. If you listen to anybody talk about so, meeting him, they love him. Everybody loves him who meets him. And he has he plays a very specific character type, which he does yeah, quite well. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So, like, you know, when he's in those movies or when he is in different movies spoofing on the fact that he's in those types of movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Holy I was going to say, him and Tropper, Tropic yeah. Thunder, I think this is one of his best <laughs> oh roles. God. Oh, I completely forgot that was him. <laughs> With the fat suit. and That is, yeah, I love was great. that movie in so many ways. Um, uh, do we want to call it on the media minute? Yeah, yeah. We're, talk- we're, we're talking about Tom Cruise <laughs> oh, way yeah. too much. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into a break. Okay. Split it up. We'll be right back. said you had a <laughs> oh hey hi hi we're back <laughs> no you said you had uh you had a short game to throw in yeah so this is uh very quick i have six rounds i this is related to yours trevor i call it 
bad Tinder pickup line or Pornhub comments. <laughs> so pretty yeah, self-explanatory. Yeah, okay. Let's get started. These are all just direct quotes from either Tinder or Pornhub. Question number one, sit on my face and I'll eat your ass. Wow, that's so to the point and generic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to say bad Tinder pickup. Trevor, what you got? I think the lack of any sort of pun, any real effort, points me into that being Tinder. I'm, I'm going to agree. Okay, you guys are both right. <laughs> it is Tinder. They are just going straight for their it. plans did. Put it all on the table. As Michael Scott said, as Wayne Gretzky said, <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. All right, question number two. I'll give you the keys to a Maserati. I don't know about the car, but I got you on the keys. <laughs> That's, I think that's Pornhub. Hmm. I'm going to go Tinder on that one. I think that's a pretty good Tinder line. That, that is a pretty good Tinder line, um, except it was actually on Pornhub. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only reason was... I know that is because I was the one that left that comment. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, my name's Tom, and I have a Maserati. But just the, key, just the keys. All right, uh, Tom's up in this game, 2-1. Question number three, I am trying to help my daughter sell Girl Scout cookies. All we have left are Thin Mints, though. If you want Thin Mints, message me. It doesn't seem like Pornhub would be the type of place that would have direct messages, so I'm going to go with Tinder. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, although I have a hunch that this is Pornhub, and I'm going to go with it. All right, so in fact, apparently, they do have direct messages, and it is Pornhub. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Um, question number four, or quote number four. Okay, this is an easy one. I just wanted to throw it in because it's really funny. <laughs> I like your bangs and your boobs, so I guess I should bang your boobs. What's up? I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you had me in the first half, I'll admit that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, really? It could go either way, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but I guess I'm going to say Tinder. Yeah, I think simply because the guy just threw his name out there, I'm going to have to go with Tinder on that one. Oh, I'm sorry. It, no, it's actually Tinder. It is Tinder. <laughs> the problem is a lot of these, they don't wait until they get like a response message. And that's like, I would love to see like the remaining conversation. <laughs> I mean, how, how swift it may be, I would still like it. <laughs> All right, this one is going to make up for that difficulty. This is probably the hardest one of today, and maybe even the hardest game question I have ever had. Here's the quote. I still can't believe the Seahawks didn't run the ball. <laughs> That's it? Uh, Pornhub. That, that, is, that is, again, referring to the 2008 Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to... I think that is a message sent on Tinder to a Seahawks fan. Now, see, the reason I say that it's not Tinder is because I think it assumes that the person who's receiving the message or reading the message understands the context. And I don't think you can guarantee that on Tinder. <laughs> no, but I feel like the person that you are sending that to on Tinder is going to be extremely obvious about it. Like, you don't, you don't send that to Marissa from Dayton, Ohio. Who likes to bake cookies? Oh, Marissa, you and your cats and your crochet. 
This um, took a weird turn. <laughs> can you believe that they didn't oh, run the ball? Come on, Marcus. She she's also a huge Marshawn Lynch fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's who who she knits all those sweaters for. <laughs> so uh, that quote is actually from Pornhub. That was me. Hey. Um, I also don't remember the score, but I'm pretty sure after that one, Tom is up by one. Yeah, that sounds right. The last question. So, for Tom, uh, in order to win... All you have to do is hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, uh, if you want to win completely outright, you have to just run it in the end zone. Trevor, in order for you to win, you have to pray that they pass, and you have to pick it off with a rookie receiver. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. All right, and here it is. Ever had your butt licked? I'm going to say Tinder because on Pornhub, I feel like the answer to that is obvious. Unless they're asking it about someone else that commented. <laughs> Ooh, like a comment reply. Okay. Yeah, like it's a, it's a comment message chain. <laughs> you know, Tinder would seem like the obvious choice, but I, I think I'm going to go Pornhub simply because I need that in order to tie with Tom. Uh, okay, so you're just playing the numbers? Yeah. All right. Well, actually, this is a a monumental decision. Tom O'Brien, you are the first guest to sweep the host games. Tom, congratulations. It It was Tinder. You did win. (laughs) So, fun fact, all of those quotes were either from Mary Curie's Tinder or Pornhub account. (laughs) (laughs) Zombie. Zombie Curie. Thank you, Mary Curie, for enlightening us. And entertaining us in many ways. <laughs> so that was my quick game. Do we want to do the quick, quick snippet? Did you come up with a funny thing this week, Noel? We can talk about my drunken Brooklyn Nets obsession if you want, but that's, that's really weird. fucking funny. <laughs> uh, I I also uh, as a as a good guest do have something prepared. Fuck Tom, you God damn it, Tom! Top of it. <laughs> All right, Tom. Tom yeah, me. what do you got, Tom? What you got? So this is maybe not it's not topical and it's not new, but I thought I would tell one of my absolute favorite jokes, which perhaps both of you have heard before. <laughs> I know but, what it is already. Uh, yeah. It's great. I love it though. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a this is a story about my uncle, who neither of you know, and because this is a podcast, I can't show a picture of him. But he's like six foot four, probably weighs like two hundred and thirty pounds, big guy, and even for that size, he has a big head, just like this real melon on the top of his shoulders, and he's got ears to match. Let's say so. He's got you know. Fairly, fairly large ears. Melon-sized ears. Yes, melon-sized ears. <laughs> but you got to see some pictures of him when he was a little kid. When he was a little kid, his, he had the tiniest head. His head was like the size of a baseball. But his ears were still the size that they are now. It was, it was some Dumbo shit. <laughs> and needless to say, he had a really hard time at school because of this. Had very few, few friends. But he finally decided that one time uh, they were doing a school dance, like fifth grade, you know, one of those like awkward little fifth grade school dances where uh, everybody goes and they drink a punch and stand around and don't do anything. And all the boys oh, stand on one wall and all the girls stand on the other wall. 
Yeah, that's when my depression started. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Now imagine so doing that cool. with a head the size of a baseball and ears that make a melon head look tiny. Yeah, that's um, when your uncle's depression started. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. So uh, now there was one girl that he had a crush on. Her name was Julie. Well, I'm not gonna say her last name because <laughs> this is going out onto the internet. Yo, that was that was yeah, close. I could say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was very close. <laughs> so, Julie, the way my uncle talks about her, she was great. Um, she was apparent. She was really funny. She was really smart. Uh, she was really pretty. But uh, the one thing about Julie was that uh, she had lost one of her eyes when she was really young, um, and she had to have a prosthetic eye, which weirds kids out enough. But her family didn't have a whole lot of money, uh, so they didn't have the money for a glass eye. So they had to get her an eye carved out of wood. Which, you know, everybody loved Julie, apparently, despite her eye. But it was still a thing that people talked about. So, of course, my uncle, being this awkward little fifth grader, spends the entire night looking across the room at her, doing that thing where, like somebody you're looking at someone and then they look at you and you make eye contact for a split second before you turn your head really fast uh oh that's called that that's actually called the seventh grade hum (laughs) (laughs) two years early wow (laughs) i I forgot the number and i was just (laughs) uh so yeah they've been doing the seventh grade hump all night (laughs) and uh finally she gets up and she uh, she walks over to him and he's like, oh crap, she's going to be so mad at me. This is going to be awkward. She's going to be like, why the hell are you looking at me? And he's like super nervous and he's sweaty. And she actually comes over and she's like, hey, you want to dance? And he's just, he's so excited. He's, he stammers he's like, I, would I? And she's like, fuck you, big ears. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man well i am so glad someone actually came prepared for that bit that, <laughs> that that made it all the difference who knew you actually needed a joke for the joke minute <laughs> or, or, or whatever trevor calls it <laughs> the quick quip um, snippet the qu- actually i do have one um because i don't think we actually talked about it in the show yet so for those of you um that listened to our first episode all you could hear whenever I talked was a bunch of kids rustling in dried autumn leaves. <laughs> um, but in actuality, that was my beard. And I am performing, or I was performing, on a $15 uh, thing. Cord? Cord. Headphones? Cord? What? Headphone. Headphones. iPhone headphones, yes. Yeah, that microphone was just jammed up straight into my face here. Um, so <laughs> I actually bought um, Vietnamese food earlier. And have not chosen to eat it yet. <laughs> I have chosen to use the uh, takeout fork, and I've clipped it to the brim of my hat right now to <laughs> add more stability. And I looped it around the other times of the fork, and now I'm pretty sure. Are you guys hearing any shit like that? I'm not no. hearing You're any beard, and I'm so happy about it. So when I listened to last week's episode, I just thought that there was a fly stuck in your uh, <laughs> in the blinds my... of your window, which was right next to your microphone. Oh, that would have been so much better because I can at least open my window. So that is that. That's my joke for the funny 
funny minute. What what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, right. what's it called? <laughs> the quick, quick quip snippet. snippet. Okay, God damn it, it's... Noel. <laughs> that, is, that, that uh, is just verbal speed bumps. It is. It's, <laughs> I put no thought into it, and I really fucked up with the name, but we're sticking with it. Uh, <laughs> Two episodes in, can't change it now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's locked in. Uh, so I've got a joke. I wrote this one earlier today, and I I really like it. It's kind of nonsense, but let's see how it goes. Um, so there's a lot of flaws in the American court system. But I feel like one that we could address is that guy in the back of the room doing crayon drawings. Like, you know that picture that they play, put up on next to the news stories where it's like he was convicted of 25 to life and his reaction to the sentence was captured in this doodle by a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all have cameras in our pockets. Why can't we upgrade this guy to markers? <laughs> and also who is this guy who's out there like my two passions are the justice system and boardwalk caricatures <laughs> so, yeah that's all that's all i got <laughs> can i can i give you one note give me a note let's hear it when you you were saying how the first part of it were when you were saying how he dropped like a nine-year-old yeah um yeah. I thought you were going to end the joke with, with what were your two passions, drawing and counting with your fingers? Because that's what nine-year-olds do, too. I thought that would have been kind of cool. You've got yeah. really low opinion of how nine-year-olds count. I, <laughs> He's just been, using his own experience. Yeah, it's, been, <laughs> it's been so long um, since I, I either met a nine-year-old or I was one. <laughs> Also, I just found this vintage ice hockey uh, merch website, which I'm just engrossed in right now. Uh, Trevor, I'll, I'll, I'll We're send We're in the you middle the... of a podcast. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> Trevor, I'll, I'll send you the link afterwards. But okay, those, okay. I, I do actually really want that link. So <laughs> You're going to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I might. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was... It was good. I just, it was really yeah, funny. Yeah, I like that one. It, it was good. I'm getting better. It was a, it's a learning process. High quality uh, uh, homemade joke. Yeah. Do we want to uh, jump into Tom's game? Yeah, uh, let's do yeah. it. Let's, let's go in. All right, Tom, what's your game? Uh, this game is called Podcast Partners. <laughs> that i've picked specifically because noel and trevor have known each other forever for uh, yeah that's true yeah, and it's, it's um cool. the first fish walked up onto land and noel and trevor had already been friends for 12 years so we, figured... we did we didn't even argue about whose fish it was it was both of our <laughs> fishes because we already had that strong of a bond uh so i figure you guys should probably be able to answer some questions about each other <laughs> i love this so much <laughs> so uh, i've asked each of you to have uh some paper and a pencil yep. on hand i just i just have to say tom if you're looking for all of the um external elements that really bring a podcast to something that would win an award like a webby 
Pet, a Nobel pet, Prize in yeah, children's literature. A Nobel Prize, a previously talked about Caldecott Awards for Children's Literature Prize. <laughs> I gotta say, you really hit the nail on the head when yeah. you asked us to bring a marker and paper to a podcast. <laughs> well, I gotta make sure you don't cheat. Um, yeah. So the this this first round is gonna be uh, questions for Noel about Trevor. However, oh, I want you man. both to write down an answer. Uh, if you haven't oh figured it God. out yet, you two are playing the newlywed game. Okay. <laughs> um, I hadn't so... thought yet to go back to, like, 60s game shows for ideas. This is brilliant. Uh, yeah, so, Noel, these are going to be questions about Trevor. You are going to answer, and Trevor's going to answer. And then I will ask what your answer is. And it's not whether it's right. It's whether it's the same thing that Trevor has written down. So, uh, Noel. Yes. First question. Of the two of you who is most likely to deal with a spider uh deal with it yeah there's a spider in the room one of you's got to take care of it who's going to get up and get rid of the spider i've got my answer all right Tre- trevor you've got your answer written and down it, it, i do it is a solid me or trevor answer i can't say it's it's basically i'm answering in binary yeah for this one yes okay unless i wrote something else down <laughs> it's possible oh my god neither one of us will do it and we have to have somebody wait till someone else gets up. Yeah. All right, Noel, let's let's see your answer. I wrote Tony Morrison, <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think that I I would take care of this spider. All right, and Trevor's got Noel. Yeah. All right, Noel, that's that's <laughs> that's one point Fuck. for you. I'm so glad. I would absolutely just ignore it. That's and... it. Let yeah. it let it sit in the corner. So, okay, second question for you, Noel. Yeah. Which Disney character is Trevor most like? Now, when you're saying Disney, anything in the current canon? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna specify. I'm gonna make you figure that out. God, I. Now, and are you talking about? Oh, you're not gonna specify. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is really tough because <laughs> I just got to pick, man. No, I know, but I don't think we've ever talked about anything that's not hockey related. <laughs> Disney did own the Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's oh um, no, but he's he's not going to be Emilio Estevez, and I don't know anyone else in that cast. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out the date in which we actually like really met, and that might have been. 15 years ago from what i remember the way that we actually truly became friends is he told me about that current stanley cup tournament (laughs) um and i just bet against the team that trevor didn't think they were going to win and then they did win and then i won a lot of money which was (laughs) a lot of middle school money as in like yeah 25 cents i've got an answer do we have answers i don't like my answer but i i got one Hold on. Um, Got to give me an answer in 10 seconds uh, or it's going to uh, be Princess Jasmine. <laughs> oh, can, actually, can it be? <laughs> sure. All right. For number two, I have written Lightning McQueen. All right. Uh, Trevor, your no, answer? I went with the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. I can see it. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So no points. No, no points. points no point. That, that's fair. All right, third third question. 
Noel, what do you think uh, Trevor is most likely to end up in jail for? <laughs> what heinous crime has Trevor Kelly committed that he is on the wrong side of the law? All right, Trevor, you got it? Yeah. I said trespassing or graffiti. Ooh, no, very put, serious answers. I put vandalism, which is what graffiti is. Hey. I'll count it. Yeah, that's yeah. another point. Good job, Noel. <laughs> Two All points right. for Noel. <laughs> I would have thought uh, stealing street signs. That's also vandalism. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That was, uh, that was round three of five. All right, so this, this next one. Uh, Noel, what is fa- Trevor's favorite pizza topping? Oh, we had see, so this is one pizza. you should actually know. Well, it's gonna be something dumb. Okay. <laughs> because, well, okay, I don't know what it is now, but <laughs> in middle school, high school, and most of college, Trevor didn't like food. <laughs> <laughs> he avoided such big swinging stars like cheese. It's still yep. mostly true. <laughs> and uh, tomatoes for a lot of things. Also, uh, so we, true. We, we, we just eliminated two thirds of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> also, not a huge fan of bread. <laughs> it's crazy, too, to tr- think that Trevor, not a fan of cheese, really likes Ethiopian food and Indian. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have divvied up Trevor's life into three eras. It's. <laughs> So you have pre-Noel Trevor, during Noel Trevor, and then you have this insane sort of de-isolationistic view of during Fiona Trevor, which I think, I don't know if Ethiopian food is done because of Trevor or done because of Fiona's. It's done because of Tom. Yeah, Tom introduced oh, what? That. Yeah. No! Well, well, <laughs> yeah, this post-isolationist no! period you're thinking of, this is the Tom period. <laughs> Fuck! Alright, so I guess there's gotta be four distinct eras. I love how me moving across the country is not one of the deliminators. <laughs> the, <laughs> the story of uh, Trevor moving across country <laughs> is that uh, I decided I was gonna move to Chicago oh, and I was looking for right. friends to to move with me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on Trevor's birthday at 1am, we were in his basement, drunk, <laughs> And I turned to him and I was like, hey, I'm going to move to Chicago in the summer. And he was like, okay, I'll come. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That's how he told me the story. It was. Yeah. Actually, yeah, actually we were going out to breakfast quote. the next morning and I got in your car and uh, I was just like, oh, uh, I might be moving to Chicago. And you're like, when did that happen? <laughs> it was like about seven hours ago that decision was made. All right. Anyways, going back. Trevor's favorite pizza topic. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, Noel, you you got an answer for me on pizza? (laughs) Yes. Pepperoni. Ah, very close. I went with bacon. Uh, I figured it was either chicken, bacon, or ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All three went applicable. Uh, Final final question here for you, Noel. I think it was intended to be meant in a different way, but it still works. Uh... Noel, of you and Trevor, which is the better kisser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Trevor, have we ever made out? I don't think we've made out. That's crazy. <laughs> what are you doing later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there there's no <laughs> way I can answer this objectively because I have I have gotten more praise than the back of the movie Gladiator from <laughs> critical reviews. I vote myself. Uh, all right, Trevor. This, I said me. I, I, I am I, <laughs> I am so bad at most of dating and almost all of relationships. But if there's one thing I am damn good at, it's kissing. See, I think understandable that we would each say yourselves but i for, think you've forgotten that the the point of the game is not to get the right answer but to get the same answer <laughs> yeah which is why i thought trevor would know that about me <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's uh that's the end of the first round noel you've got two right answers out of five really out of five yeah oh uh, pepperoni Okay. <laughs> so, oh, right, pepperoni. <laughs> All right, so we're going to switch sides. Now these are going to be questions for Trevor about Noel. And then we're going to gonna dive right in. Trevor, what is Noel's favorite movie? Ooh. Best friend since middle school. Should know the answer to this. See, that's tough. I feel like favorite movies, they change over time. Like, favorite movie currently? Yeah, can I make an amendment and ask, um, can this be a movie I was really into in the prime of us hanging out? sure okay we can add that caveat fuck well, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was willing to add the caveat that might make it harder oh, this is so fucking tough all right do we have answers i do but he's not gonna get it right i really had to poke and prod at this one. Oh, i should say it uh the okay okay uh, I definitely got it wrong right. if there's a the in there. Trevor, My guess was there will be blood. Shot in the dark. All right, Noel, is that correct? That's, dude, I was in, we, we filtered this out to middle school. <laughs> I don't think a middle schooler would be into there will be blood. I said The Matrix. Uh, uh, two good movies, not the same, though. All right, next question. Uh, <laughs> Trevor. What is Noel's shoe size? Ooh, I think I might know this one. <laughs> I think I know this one. Spoiler alert, it's big. Okay, I've got it. I think I've got it. It's right. 13 and a half wide. All right. Oh, man. So, uh, is it 14? 14, 14.5. Ah. Yeah, uh, I, I, and you know what they say, man. Big, big socks. Yep. Yeah. They say big socks. <laughs> they, they, oh, did I just cut out? When they're, when they're unloading the sock delivery, sometimes they're like, yeah, big socks. <laughs> All right. So that's two wrong answers. Out of two questions, though. Yes. Yeah, so. All right, Trevor. Between you and Noel, what are you most likely to argue about? Ooh. Oh, my God. I'm remembering this stupid fucking argument. That we had in, um... Was it last week? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it wasn't that dumb. Um, In one of our... I don't know. All I'm remembering is we took four years of high school Spanish together. In the same (laughs) class with the same teacher. Does that make sense? Okay. No, Um, we were a year apart, so I couldn't have... (laughs) Right, but but somehow, that's all I remember was it was just Miss Fitzgerald for... Yeah, it's pretty much just that Spanish class. That's all I remember from high school. Oh, it was the greatest. (laughs) Um, So we had this dumb argument on how to pronounce, when we first acquired him, Boston Bruins player Zidane Ochara. Basically, we pronounced it like... 
Trevor pronounced it the right way, and I pronounced it the right way with like a Bostonian accent or something <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> um, let me actually write down my official answer. I wrote down a. Uh, well, Tre- Trevor goes first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Trevor. My guess is food. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's the right answer. <laughs> so I said anything, and then I said fantasy football. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Good, again, two good answers. Unfortunately, just not the same. Sticking with it with that alliteration, though. Yeah. All right, so that's three wrong answers. You have to get both of these next two right, Trevor. Got it. To tie. Yeah, to be as good of a friend as I am <laughs> to you. All right, Trevor, what is Noel's favorite flavor of chips? Of chips? Do we have to list the brand name? No. Can I list the brand name? <laughs> If you want to. Okay. Trevor, you're doing you're doing a run to the store. You're picking up some beer and you see some chips there as an impulse buy on the counter. You're oh thinking, man. Noel loves some chips. What you gonna grab? Get me those crispy crunchies. That's the flavor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're really going after uh, texture over uh, <laughs> over flavor. Over flavor. <laughs> they taste like cardboard, but man do they crunch. <laughs> All right, I've got an answer. The classic Cool Ranch Doritos. All right, possibly the best chip option. What did you say, Noel? The classic Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh! Yeah! First first shared answer. Perfect. You are in sync. (laughs) This is the last one, and it's going to be really hard. And it falls into that same category of was meant for something different when this was questions for the newlywed game, but it still works. Of the two of you, who was the first one to say, I love you, in a romantic relationship? Oh, God, that's so fucking easy. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Trevor, you got it? Yeah, it's absolutely me. It's absolutely Trevor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For a second, I thought you were saying that the answer was Cool Ranch Doritos again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, if I thought of that, that would have been a lot harder. Um, yeah i don't think i've ever said that i also i've never dated anyone long enough to like really like them again like, <laughs> me and me and dating have a heavy tricky i don't know how to do it this um or i'm not interested in the person enough so i don't do that until, until i find someone that's going to be cool Hey, I am single. Anyone listening, email us at hello at nevergames.com. I will talk about that later. <laughs> but that's still, it's a, a sign of your great friendship that uh, it, you, it you know the answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it also means you're yeah. equally good friends, knowing two out of five things about each other. Perfect. Honestly, I love that. You're, yeah. you're a real two out of five friendship. um shall we go into fake promos yeah let's do some ad reads do you got one well also before we do that tom if you want to do a more in-depth plug yeah so uh go ahead and shamelessly plug myself my name is tom o'brien i make comics both non-fiction and fiction uh you can find my work at tomobriancomics.com and you can follow me on social media at tomobriancomics reach out buy something reach out and buy something (laughs) I love that. Noel, do you got an ad? Uh, go first. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Westford, 
the number one rated college ruled one subject notebook. I've got one here that I was playing the newlywed <laughs> game on, and it was flawless paper. Hey, to hey, on. it's the uh, podcast partners game. <laughs> yes, oh, the yeah, podcast <laughs> that was the name game, of this right. game. Uh, not we, the newlywed game. We can't no say relation. newlywed. Yeah. <laughs> Unrelated to the newlywed game, Trevor and Noel are not recently married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Westford College Rule Notebooks. 70 sheets, 10 and a half inches by 8 inches. Or for our friends from Canada, 26.7 centimeters by 20.3 centimeters. Flawless paper, very easy to write on. The lines are always in line <laughs> <laughs> always straight always straight Gotta keep those straight lines straightest lines of any notebook i've ever used i don't know about you and thanks for your sponsorship westford college ruled one subject notebooks i, I also have one if you don't mind oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah today's episode of the never games brought to you by harry's razor programs Harry is very particular about his razors and will only use them once and is thrilled to sell you his used ones. Uh, 20% off for ones that he's used on his back. Use the additional promo code PODCASTPARTNERS to get one month subscription free. Oh, man. Okay. Well, you know what they say. You're a razor, Harry. Um, my... <laughs> Harry's used I razors. Know. I use Harry's used razors, actually. He, he does a great job cleaning them out most of the time. I, <laughs> and they are dirt cheap. They are very cheap. He'll send them right to your door. Very fast shipping. Good fan. Future friend of the show. Uh, always Harry. with a courteous note. Occasionally with half of a tuna sandwich. <laughs> and a reminder that you are loved. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my sponsor today is uh, me undies. Are you guys tired of underwear? <laughs> <laughs> yes like, I guess. Yeah, i've been having very serious underwear issues <laughs> oh man underwear's the pits it's usually lame it's monochrome like it's only in one color it's usually it usually wears out after a while get those baggy undies that just kind of they sort of distract the eye from the natural bagginess of your jinko jeans and you don't want that to happen you want you want <laughs> all the bagginess to go straight from your Jayco jeans. Well, now there's a solution. There's MeUndies. MeUndies uses this top-the-notch, I don't know, magic fiber that it always stays firm <laughs> and elastic and forming to your body. MeUndies also fights the boringness issue of underwear, and they have uh, great new designs every month. This month, they actually have little, 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 little bumblebees on them, and I got myself a pair of that. I also have pairs in which there are mermaids. I also have pairs in which there are dragons hatching from eggs. Me Undies is the greatest thing ever, and for fifteen dollars a month with your subscription, you can get a pair of your your own. And now, with the special coupon code Never, you can actually get twenty percent off your first order. That is the coupon code Never for twenty percent off your first order. Me Undies, put your butt in them. Let's just all be clear that Noel is currently wearing a mermaid thong. <laughs> all right. I, uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on my podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll have you again next week. I don't know if I'll make it, but uh, we'll see you then. All right. Just some quick updates. We now have a working website with all of our episode. Just, just <laughs> all, all both? <laughs> yes. Just the one so far, but I'm assuming. Um, if you're listening we'll be... to this, it's now two. 
We also have everything we mentioned on our website in the previous multimedia minutes. I'm still working on my biography, so it's just all Latin. So I am 100% Latin. Um, <laughs> Trevor does does have his OK Cuphead account up there. Uh, also, uh, special thanks to Good Damn It, the show's band, who records all music, theme music, interlude music, and everything exclusively for the podcast. Yes. Good damn it. Trevor played the guitar and bass bits, and I am on the drums. Uh, music production was b- done by Trevor and the folks over at Stickerbox Studios. We also have an email address now, so if you have a game that you made and you would like to submit, email us at hello at thenevergames.com. Be sure to include the phrase, I made a game, in the subject heading. Um, also, if you have any questions, comments, complaints, recipes to share, or if you want to do our astrology chart, give us a holler at hello at thenevergames.com. Also, thanks again, I said it before, but thanks again to Stickerbox Studios for producing this podcast and the hundreds of future ones that we will have. Thank you to Tom O'Brien for being our second, third co-host for this episode. It has been truly a wonderful time hanging out with you, sir. It's been great being here. I'm glad that you guys asked me on. Oh, I love it, and I hope to have you back again in the near future. Me too. And a special thank you to everyone out there in the ether once again for tuning in as we figure out how strong the SPF rating actually has to be to avoid those harmful rays known as podcasts. My name has been, and will always, will be Noel McGinnis. And I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. Thanks for listening. At least for now. And this has been the Never Games. Do we play games? Almost never. Almost never.